we are going to turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 37, Genesis chapter 37, and I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards, Genesis chapter 37, from verse 1 onwards, please pray this prayer after me, Lord open my eyes to see your truth, Lord open my ears to hear your truth, Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Genesis chapter 37, I will read from verse 1 onwards. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation for this morning. So Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan where his father had lived as a foreigner. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended to his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bela and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he had told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, So you think you'll be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon, Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, and eleven stars bowed low before me. This time, he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers, but his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that? he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dream meant. Praise be to God. I'm going to stop right here as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. Now you look at this chapter, Genesis chapter 37, that God has recorded a true story of a true man, a young man, 
who lived during that period, how heaven was involved in the life of this human being. Heaven's involvement in the life of a human being. Heaven's involvement in your life and in my life is real. It is real. God's intervention, divine intervention in the life of every believer is real. When you look at Joseph's life, you see certain specific qualities that are mentioned here. God has documented these things in his word, so we must pay attention to that. What is happening with Joseph? Joseph is one of Jacob's 12 sons. And we also see that Joseph had favor with God and favor with man. This favor that Joseph received was not something that he tried to manipulate and get his way into his family and try to tell on people and get a good name. No. If you look at Joseph's life, Joseph had favor with God and he had favor with man. And Joseph was a righteous young man of God. When he saw the wrongdoing, he didn't say, well, I'm not going to say anything because if I say something, I'll get into trouble with my brothers and I just don't want to get into trouble with these things. And if they do something wrong, let them do it. I'm not doing anything wrong, so I'm not going to say anything about it. Joseph was not like that. Joseph was someone who cared about his brothers. He said, when I see you do something wrong, I'm going to go tell daddy because he is over you and he will talk to you about it. He will correct you. So he was someone who genuinely cared. If you look at Joseph's life, Joseph was someone who genuinely cared about what was going on in his family. God looks for people who are responsible. I think responsible with what God has given into your hands. Joseph was someone who was responsible with what was given into him. At that time, it was his brothers. Even though he was younger, he had this responsibility. What was that? If you see something happening and you see something go wrong, go and tell who? The one who is above you. He just didn't go and correct his brothers. He just didn't go and say, hey, you guys, you're older than me. Don't you know that you need to be an example to me? Don't you know that you need to behave and you need to do that is, you know, what is right? Don't you know that you know, Abraham was our grandfather? And don't you know that great-grandfather? Don't you know that you know, he walked with God and, and you guys, and look at you. He didn't go and preach to them and he didn't go and, and talk to them and get into a fight with them, no. He did it the right way. When he saw something go wrong, he went and told his father. He went and told them, told his father, told him about what their brothers were doing. So that his father will know the state of his sons and address that and fix the problem. Joseph was someone who was responsible. Even though he was very young, he was a responsible young man. Joseph was not a people pleaser. Joseph was not a people pleaser. A people pleaser will be someone who will go to this crowd and say, yes, 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 yes. And then they'll go here and say, yes, 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 yes. They'll say yes to everybody and try to look like a hero in front of everyone. But Joseph was not like that. Joseph said, even if I have to be hated by you, I will still do the right thing. Joseph was a man of character, who was a young man, he was a young man, a young man of character, great character. And he said that no matter what happens, I will stand up for the truth. 
even though his brothers hated him, Joseph was a young man who was of God's character. He said, even if I get persecuted, I will stand up for the truth. God is looking for people of God's character who will take the matters into their hands the way God wants them to and do it the way God wants them to. When God says, you need to take this, whatever you're seeing, and you need to take it to whoever is above you and let them know what is happening so that they can fix the problem. We need to do that. At that time we shouldn't say, well, I'm going to pretend like I'm not seeing it. Jesus said this parable. He said, one day there was this businessman and this businessman was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. He was a Jewish businessman. And he was going his way and on his way, thieves came and they beat him up and, and they took everything from him and left him half dead. They went. Jesus said this. A priest came by and he said, well, I have other things to do and he passed by. And he did not do what he should have done. Then a Levite came and he saw and he said, well, I see what's going on, but you know what? I don't have time for this. I have other things to do. And he went by. And then Jesus said, a Samaritan was not a Jew. He comes and he sees the need and he said, I'm going to take this upon myself. I'm going to take this stranger and I'm going to put him upon my donkey and I'm going to take him to the inn and I'm going to give my money and I'm going to make sure that he's taken care of and I'm going to tell him that when I return if anything needs to be done I will do it. I will pay that too. Please take care of him. Don't leave him the way he is. Responsible. See God is looking for people who are responsible. And he was not a person who said well I don't want to do anything to this man and if I take him and what if somebody looks at me and say that you actually hurt this man. And that too he's a Samaritan. He didn't care about that. He said, I'm not going to be a people pleaser. I'm not going to be someone who try to save myself. But I will lay down myself so that this Jewish man can live. God is looking for people who say that, God, even if people don't like me, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to save someone from death. When you see someone go the wrong way, when you do the right thing by telling the person who cares about them, you are saving them from death. God is speaking to our hearts today. We, as God's people, should be like Joseph. The specific characters God saw in Joseph that was very pleasing to God. And you know what? Joseph was someone who spent time with God. Because he was someone who had this tight bond with God Almighty, he became a reflection of God, God's nature was seen in Joseph. So you see Joseph here, let's just read here, verse 2. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flock. You see here, that he was working at 17, taking care of his father's flock. Then we also see that he also worked for his brothers here. He worked for his father and he worked for his brother. Joseph was not someone who was idle. Joseph was not someone who said that, well, 
I am favored by God, by God and I am favored by my father. Why should I just work? They are all older than me. Let them all work and let me just do a little bit and just say that I am too tired. I don't want to. And my father likes me anyway and I can just get away with it. Joseph didn't do that. Joseph was someone who was conscientious worker. He was someone who knew that before God, I need to do what I should do. He was not a slothful person. He was not a lazy person. Joseph said that I need to do what I should do. Take care of my father's flock. Take care of my brother's flock. Whenever there's a need, I want to step in and I want to do what is right before God. Joseph was someone who genuinely cared. Joseph was not someone who was pretending and said, well, you know, let me just do this so that my dad will favor me more so that I can look good in front of my dad. See, that motive is very important. Why we do what we do is very important. We look at Joseph over here. His motive was pure. He said, I am going to take care of this. Just like David, David took care of his father's sheep. See, those who do that which God wants them to do and are faithful in the little God has given God will handpick them and He will raise them up in His elevator and place them where God can trust them and give them greater responsibilities. So God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever God has given into our hands, we need to do it with all our hearts as if it is unto God, God's word says. In God who is watching us every day and every moment of the day, He will reward us according to what we have done. So Joseph over here, he is taking care of his dad's sheep. Who's watching? God is watching. Joseph over here, he's taking care of his brother's flock. Who's watching? God is watching. As Joseph is working, he's also getting this favor that comes from God and man. You look at Joseph. Joseph was, the Bible says over here, his father favored him because he was born when Jacob was old. It's true. Do you know what? That favor that came for Joseph from his dad came from God. You know why? Because Joseph was not the youngest in his household. Next to Joseph was Benjamin. Always the last one. Becomes the baby of the house. But in Joseph's case, it's different. There's this favor, divine favor that comes from God. Because the way that Joseph lived, anywhere we go, when we please God, and when we do what God wants us to do, and when we are sincere and our motive is right in doing what God wants us to do, the favor of the Lord will accompany us wherever we go. God's favor will be upon us, and His favor will be revealed to us through man. See, God favors us. And how do you know God favors us? Wherever you go, God will give you his favor. And you know that this is the hand of God that's working things out. That's the favor of God. That doesn't mean that you won't have any trouble. That doesn't mean that you won't have any opposition. While God releases his divine favor upon those who seek him with all their hearts, the enemy also will oppose. He'll say, okay, if God is favoring this person. And if God is going to use this person for a greater purpose, then i got to stop this right now. I'm going to do everything I can to stop this person from fulfilling the plan of God. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Always remember, the plan of God Almighty alone will prevail. 
His plan will prevail. Satan will try. Satan will try every time you turn this way or this way or this way. He'll try to say, he, how can I stop you from going forward? But every time Satan will try to come and stop you from going forward, all of a sudden, Satan can be standing here. God can open a way underneath and take you out. God is the Lord God who makes the way in the middle of the sea. He is the Lord God who shocks the enemy. The enemy will say that, well, I blocked you on every side. And all of a sudden God will say, I'll pull you out of here. They don't be shocked. I thought I surrounded this guy. How did he escape? Because escape comes from God. It belongs to God. Escape from death belongs to God. Escape from the snares of the enemy belongs to God. Psalmist says, they surrounded, me, they surrounded me like bees, but in the name of the Lord, I shall overcome them. God, our God, He is our God, He will be our guide even unto death, the Bible says. So you look at Joseph's life here. Joseph was a man, young man, a 17-year-old, who was responsible, doing what God had called him to do. And he had favor with God and favor with man, his father, who was the one he should have favor with. At the same time, because of God's favor upon his life, you see the enemy also working through his brothers against God's plan. God had for Joseph. So if Satan is working against God's plan, then he's going to go against the person who is partnering with God to do God's work. And so all hell broke loose against Joseph. His brothers hated him. In the midst of that hate, something is happening. This is what God wants us to know here. In the midst of whatever is happening, Joseph is getting divine revelations in the midst of persecution. Joseph was persecuted for doing the right thing. In the midst of persecution, God speaks to him. Revelation, when it comes from God, is priceless. It's priceless. In the midst of persecution, God reveals to him his plan. When God reveals to us his plan, it's good enough for us. Good enough for us. Good enough for us. Because it will come to pass. So God reveals to Joseph his plan the first time. And then God reveals to Joseph his plan again the second time. Now, someone can say that, well, Joseph was too, I heard this actually. Some people preach on it saying that, well, Joseph was too proud and he didn't know how to shut up and he just went and blurted out and because he got himself into trouble, you know, he was thrown in the pit and sold as a slave. That's not what the Bible says. It's very important for us to be extra careful to say anything negative about God's heroes in the Bible when the Word of God has not said a single negative thing. Very important. Joseph was a man who was moved by the Spirit of God. And when God gave him this revelation to him, it was the Spirit of God who moved him to share this dream with his brothers at one time. And then the next dream when the Lord gave, it was the Spirit of God who moved him to share this dream with his father and his brothers. 
So Joseph didn't go and blurt it out. There was a reason. Because God was going to bring this dream to pass. And when it happens, the brothers will know, Oh, God said this a long time ago. This is God. This is God. There are times when God will give us something and he will say, Say it. When we say it, when something happens, it doesn't mean that we made a mistake. It means that we went in the right direction. When we go in the right direction, many times all hell will break loose. But we have to make sure that it is God who is telling us to say what we are saying. When we know that this is the Lord who is leading us in a particular direction, and we go through with it, and because we follow through with it, we face death, we face the pit, we face slavery, we face prison, we face all kinds of things. One thing we must keep in front of us, which is the revelation. The revelation, God's word says, the vision that God gives, it's for an appointed time. It will look like it's delaying, but it will not delay. Wait for it. It will come exactly at the appointed time. There is this appointed time that the Lord spoke to us during worship. I have a distance that I have to walk. It's called my faith walk. You each one have a distance that God has placed for you. It's your faith walk. Whatever challenging situation that you are facing, when God speaks the word, that is enough for us. And what are we supposed to do? Take that word and keep walking and praising God and rejoice with expectation knowing that it is done. He said it. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that the word of God tried Joseph where in prison. The word of God says they hurt his feet with the fetters. They chained him. It's not that, oh, he had some shackles. No. It was hurting him so bad. They hurt his feet with the fetters. And he was in the prison. What was happening to him while he was there? His faith was put to test. And what was Joseph doing? He was carrying his vision and walking. Carrying his vision and walking. Walking towards where? Walking towards the fulfillment of that vision. It was because he had that vision in his mind, even though he was in the prison, even though it looked like he was never, ever, ever going to come out, in his heart he was a man after God's heart, and God was with him in the prison. He was someone who didn't do things randomly, but was led by the Spirit of God. When God brought these two prisoners there, and gave them the dream. And Joseph had to interpret. Joseph looked at the cup there and he says, When you get released and when you go before the king, remember me. Why did he say that? Because God moved him to say that. Well, he remembered him. Long later, he remembered him. But it was God who put these words in Joseph's mouth to speak. Why? Because his hope was not cut off. Because his vision was alive before him. The Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts today. It is very important in this month of November, 
Whatever God wants to do and hear from us, you have to bring it up before God, one, and bring it up before yourself. Two, very important. These two things are very important. God is speaking to our heart. There's a prophecy God is giving at this hour. Whatever God has spoken to you, whatever you're asking God for, it is important you know that if He has given you the word, you need to take that word before God. That's the first thing you do because that's what faith does. It goes and it says, like the little child goes and says, Mommy, you said six o'clock you're going to take me out. Or Mommy, you said when you come from work, you are going to bring this home. Are they accusing the parent? No. They're expressing their faith. You said this. You said this. And what does the parent say? Yes, yes, I said this. And they'll be doing something they said. And they go after again and say, You told me that. And they say, Yes, 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 I'll do it. And then, You told me that. Can I get it? Can I get it? What is that? It's an expression of faith. What God is speaking to us today is, whatever God has spoken to us about, it's important to really make the choice, not to just be casual and thinking that it'll happen. No, you, your involvement in your healing, your involvement in your fulfillment of what God has spoken is crucial when it comes to receiving your miracle from God. You take the promise to God and take it before God and say, Father, you said this to me. So remember your word that you have spoken to me and fulfill it, Lord. It's very important to take the word of God to God and speak it to Him. Not because you're accusing God, no. Because you believe God. Because you are expressing your faith in God. You humbly take it before God and say, Father, this is what you said. Fulfill your good word that you have spoken to me. Very important. That's number one. Number two is, you take the word of God and you place it before you. You know what is, is the thing that you need to look at all the time? What God has spoken to you. Put that before you. All kinds of things may happen around you, but you put what God has spoken over you, over your surroundings, over what is happening. And what are you supposed to look at all the time? What God has spoken. So you take the vision, the word that God has given, and you present it to God. That's one. And number two is, you take the vision that God has given, and you keep it before you. No matter what happens in front of you, you want to keep the vision. What are you going to do? You're going to keep looking at it, looking at it. And you're going to speak it out, and you're going to praise God for it, and you're going to rejoice over it. God has been speaking to us during the past few weeks. This very important key concept, which is having received what God has spoken the moment He spoke it. Once I believe that He has said it, then I'm going to take that and make a big deal out of it. I'm going to say, because I got it, I got it, I got it. So you keep it in front of you and say, I got it. So what are you going to do? You're going to act like you got it. You're going to think like you got it. You're going to behave like you got it. You're going to see that you got it. It's very important. It's important to do these things because faith will talk, faith will walk, faith will think, faith will act. Joseph, that's what he did. While he was in prison, when the word of the Lord was trying him, while he was there, what was the word of the Lord trying his faith? In spite of all these things, Joseph, are you still believing the vision that God gave you a long time ago? Joseph, are you still believing what God spoke to you a long time ago? Are you going to become the person that God said, well, your brothers are going to come and fall at your feet? Are you going to, how are you going to get to that position? 
Satan would have brought all these thoughts in his mind. Oh, Joseph, you're a prisoner now. You're not even a normal citizen outside. But nothing touched Joseph. Because Joseph had God always before him. He was always seeing God. The vision that God gave was in front of him. And he successfully, successfully passed the test because he never doubted God. The Bible says, the word of the Lord tried him, and when he passed the test, God brought him out. When was it? When he walked his distance. God is speaking to our hearts today. We each are called to walk our distance. God will say, I'm going to do this for you. Once we hear that, we say, Lord, you said it. That means it's going to happen. And I'm going to think like that. I'm going to talk like that. I'm going to take that to God. And I'm going to say, Lord, you said this. Make it happen. Because what he said is said. Hallelujah. So Joseph had this vision. Two dreams. Not vision. Two dreams. But those dreams became his vision. Dreams are what you dream when you're sleeping. Vision are what you see when you're awake. So Joseph had two dreams, and these two dreams became his vision, became his passion. How does the dream become a person's vision? When it is from God, it goes straight into your spirit. Nobody can erase that. It goes straight into your spirit. And when you believe what God has spoken, now your faith is mixed with the dream that God has given. What God has given is God's plan. And then that dream, combining with your faith, becomes a vision. It's all the time before you. It becomes the passion. No matter what happens in front of you, you're not giving room to anything other than what God has put into your spirit. So no matter what happens in the natural realm, you choose not to look at what is happening in the natural realm. But on the contrary, you look at what God said. Today's word from the Lord for us is the importance of knowing the vision of God for your life. What vision that God has for you personally. The plan of God that God has for us. It's a grand plan. It's a big plan. Our God is a big God. He never has little plans. His plans are always grand and big. Huge. But we get to see little at a time because we can't take everything in. But when he shows those little fragments of his plan, what do we do with it? What do we do with it? Whatever happens opposite to whatever God has shown, are we going to push away the opposite and hold on to the vision that God has given, the dream that God has given, the word that God has given, the prophecy that God has given, and you're going to say that I'm going to take this and I'm going to talk that to God, so when I talk to him, I'm going to talk his talk. When you take what God has spoken and talk to him, you're speaking his language. Do you know that? When you take what God has spoken, the prophecy that God has spoken, the personal scriptures that God has given, the revelation that God has given, and you take it to God in prayer and you talk it with God, you're talking his language. Because he spoke it, now you're speaking his language. When you speak heaven's language, you know what happens? Miracles will happen. 
miracles will happen. Learn to sing God's songs. Learn to speak God's language. Let God's word be your vocabulary. Let God's word be in your spirit. When God gives you something, take that and don't treat it lightly. Don't be happy momentarily and then let it go. Be like Joseph. Be responsible with what God has given. Be it in the physical realm or in the spiritual realm. Whatever God has entrusted into your care, just hold on tight. There were two people in the Bible. Joseph's dad and Joseph's uncle. Joseph's uncle's name was Esau. Joseph's dad's name was Jacob. Joseph's uncle was the older one of the twins that his grandpa had. And what happened? The older one was given the birthright. Joseph's dad, Jacob, didn't have that birthright because he was the younger one. But one day, the older one was so hungry. He went for hunting and he couldn't get anything. He was so hungry and he came to Jacob, Joseph's dad. And he said, give me the porridge of the stew that you're making. Give it to me. And Jacob said, well, I can give it to you. But if I give it to you, you need to give me your birthright. What do you think Esau should have done at that point? Birthright. That's a treasure. Only the firstborn gets to have that. And God has placed him as the firstborn in the family. He should have held on to it. And he knows the promise that God gave to his grandfather, Abraham. That God was going to make his descendants as a star of the sky, the sand of the shore. But what did Esau do? Instead of keeping that vision before him, he let unbelief come in. And he looked at the temporary gain. And he said, hmm, I'm going to die if I don't eat. What good is it to have this birthright if I die? Go ahead, take the birthright and I will take the porridge from you. Small, small-minded people lose big treasures. Very important to hold on to what God has given to you. And it takes faith to hold on to it. Because Esau didn't have faith. He thought that, okay, if I don't eat, I'm going to die. His faith was not upon God who gave the promise to his grandfather, Abraham. As a result of that, Esau lost his blessing. The first blessing which was his birthright, it was God. God is speaking to our hearts today. Don't be like Esau. If God has given you his word, God has spoken his prophecies over you. God has spoken his word over you. God has given you some very, very specific word into your spirit. God has spoken. It is important to take that before God and speak it. It takes time. We need to take his word to God and speak it. And then keep that in front of you. Keep that in front of you. God's word says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but he delights in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. And this man shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. 
bringing forth his fruit in his season, then his leaves will not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. If you take the scripture, you look at the uh, summary of that scripture, in one sentence, if you can put it, the person who makes God's word their life will prosper in everything they do. Whatever they touch will turn to gold. The person who makes God's word their life, this includes every word, personal revelation, personal prophecy, personal blessings that God has spoken over your life. It is important to take that before God and meditate on it. It's important to do that. The motive has to be right. I'm going to do this so that I can fulfill what God has for me. That has to be the motive. When you take that and bring it before God and say, Lord, I'm so small. You are so big. Lord, I lack in everything. But you are full. You have given me this plan. Who am I, Lord? But you've given it to me. And I'm bringing it to you. You can do all things that I believe in your power. So have your way, Lord. Be glorified in my life. Get the maximum glory, Lord. And you speak what God has spoken. And I believe it. And then what you do, you keep it in front of you. You look at it. You think about it. And you picture it. You believe it. You believe that it is happening. Walk it out by faith. Take it and walk it. Take it and walk it. God is speaking to our hearts today. I really encourage you to read this section, this chapter itself. It'll really strengthen you. You can go home and read. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Two things that the Spirit of God has spoken from here. You look at two dreams that God has given to Joseph. Very specifically. Why did he have to give him twice? He gave him the first time. Why did he have to give him the second time? Because... God was going to take him through a path. When he goes through that valley, he has something to hold on to. The vision you've given shall come to pass. Every word you've spoken shall come to pass in my life. Your word cannot lie. You stand by your word to see it come to pass. I stand by you, Lord, to see your word come to pass in my life. Your word cannot lie. Every word that God has spoken to you shall come to pass. No matter what path you may go through, if you have the word of God, hold on to it. You will never fall. Hold on to it. You will never move. Hold on to it. No one can move you. Hold on to the word of God. Hold on to the vision. And you know what? when you actively meditate on what God has given and keep that in front of you and say this is for your glory Lord my life is for your glory and what you've given is for your glory so Father fulfill it I, I don't have the capacity to do it but you can do it I just give myself over to you and give yourself over to the word that God has spoken over your life you take it to God and then you place it before you you meditate on what God has spoken it's because it's his word it will come to pass. Just like the word of God tested Joseph. The word of God will test us. If God has given us a vision, if God has given us a dream, if it is from God, if God has spoken to us something very clearly, if God has spoken to us prophecy which is from Him, it will come to pass. When? 
when I have faith in Him and I continually carry it in my hand. God spoke to us during worship. We take what God has given, just like Naaman and the ten lepers and the servants who took the ceremonial jaw. It just took some time for them to take it, fill it, and take it, and walk it, and then give it to the master of ceremonies. It took Naaman some time for him to go to that river Jordan and dunk himself seven times there. It took time. In that duration of time, his faith was put to test. So whatever your duration is, whatever my duration is, if God has given your word, according to Genesis 37, hold on to the dream that God has given. Hold on to the vision that God has given. Hold on to the prophecy that God has given. Be proactive in receiving your miracle. Be proactive in causing your vision that God has given to materialize. Be proactive. God wants to do it. Because God wants to do it, God gave it to you. Because it was His plan, He revealed it to you. Because God wanted it to happen, He spoke it over your life. Now it is up to you. It is up to you to see it come to pass. It is up to you to see it come to pass. Shall we all stand up together? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It is up to you. Hallelujah. It is up to you to see what God has spoken come to pass. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus.